Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Panadan, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development. So we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor, and strong for our own personal well-being. Today, we continue our journey through Maxwell Moss's uh, best-selling book about self-image and psychology. And this chapter, well, it's a pleasant surprise. It's all about relaxing. Relaxing into who you are relaxing into who you're becoming and you will be moving forward in a more peaceful gentle way now what do i mean about that you know everyone's like talking about the side hustle and this that and the other thing and go 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 and the competition's fierce and guess what nothing has changed throughout history <laughs> What's really nice about this day and age is that people are more aware that we need to meditate, that they need to reflect, that they need to relax. And that is part of a beautiful lifestyle. So, quit being so hard on yourself. Quit trying to push, 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 go, 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 and compare yourself to someone else. You don't know what's going on in their lives. But you need to... Have your own method of relaxation and it really helps in your self-image because then you're more at peace and you can reflect better so it all sort of comes full circle and hanging towards the end of the show we have another exercise from the book that we're going to try out as we continue our journey together so the way i want to start with this particular chapter is indeed he says, stop punishing yourself, have compassion for yourself, see your strengths as well as your weaknesses, see yourself as you are, a human being with unique individual qualities, relax with your image of yourself, and as you relax, others will relax with you and appreciate you more and more. So he's really saying, just do your best, you're one person. You're a human being, not a human doing. And when you relax into it, when you breathe, go with the flow, have a pause and stay calm, others around you will also be calm. And this is so, so apparent when you're around children. And as a parent or as a teacher or as an educator, etc., you need to stay calm around kids because you know you get that frenzy going get that frenzy going and it's contagious just think of you know right now it's football season any sport that you like maybe a spectator sport and that <laughs> and the crowd starts going wild and everyone starts growing wild and everybody builds up momentum together so an extreme analogy but if you can stay calm within yourself control and let go of issues, anger. Understand that you are one person <laughs> can doing one thing at a time. It will give you a lot more peace and peace of mind. So here's what he has to say. Like, take a step back. Let bygones be bygones. Don't dwell on whatever the heck is going on in the past. The secret of living is living with yourself. And he quotes an essay from Ralph Waldo Emerson here. 
There is a time in every person's education when they arrive at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide, that you must take yourself for better or worse as you are. That, though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing corn can come up to you but through the toil bestowed on the plot of ground which is given to you to till the garden of your mind. The power which resides within you is new in nature, and none but you know what that is, what you can do, nor do you know until you have tried. Trust thyself. Every heart vibrates to that iron string. Trust thyself. You must believe in yourself. And that's a part of your self-image. And that's what we're talking about here today. And that's why this book is so amazing. Because nothing has changed over time. Nothing. Sure, our environments may be changed. You know, the economy's changed. More pressure to make money. Mm, but has it? Think of the 1920s and the crash and how people handled that. And that, to me, is the biggest issue that people really get absorbed in. I'm no different. Finances, money, concerns, budgeting, having a roof over your head and food on the table just adds so much stress to people. But if you can learn to relax into it, takes time, takes patience, takes practice. But if you learn to relax into it, then new ideas will start forming. New ideas will give you the opportunity to be like, you know what? I want to provide a little bit more for my family. What can I do to make it different? Do I need to take a course, go back to school, get a part-time job to get us over, to get us over that financial problem? to get us over the hump, to go with the flow. But you have to take action, and you have to take movement, and you have to relax into it because that's where the ideas are formed. When you're under stress, when you're panicking, you are not creative. And that's why I love this chapter on relaxation. And I find, for me personally, I really love... <laughs> to just take a mini break, a vacation, doesn't matter where I go, just doing nothing, to sleep, to stay calm, to reflect. And then all of a sudden, you get creative, you get inspired. You hear about this a lot with writers, best-selling authors who tell their story and they're like, you know, I was stuck, I was stuck. People think all these words come to me magically, but no. The way I got unstuck was I stopped. I went and rented a hotel room in the middle of nowhere where nobody knew me. And I just sat with my thoughts until <laughs> my characters came back to life. Now, that's one example. But you hear this a lot with creative people, with artists. You know, they'll just start writing things down and then they'll step back and they'll reflect and then they'll step forward. Because the inspiration comes to you 
when you're more in a relaxed state. And you also hear this, I'm going to give you another for instance, with people when they're sleeping. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it happens to me quite a bit. Pen and paper are right beside my bedside. Is something will happen while I start to go to sleep, while I start to relax, while I start to connect the dots subconsciously and be like, aha, moment. So you have to relax into it, you know? And if you have to do an evening meditation, an evening yoga, an evening where you just, you want everything to be quiet, unplug. So many problems get solved when you unplug. Even your computer. My computer's not working. Well, let's just hit the reset button and unplug. It takes actually a little bit of patience to learn how to do this because we're always in a hurry going nowhere. And especially on the job, you might be feeling pressures on the job to get the job done. And oh, there's been cutbacks at work. And well, the job of five people is now my job. Well, that's not reasonable. That is not reasonable. So you have to do the best you can with what you have and the tools you have at your disposal. And, you know, you have to make money, but you also shouldn't be in fear of losing your job. So he says the best way he knows how to relax on the job is to do the best you can every day and allow this to give you contentment. Perhaps you can get a better job someday. But in the meanwhile, feel proud of your daily performance and see yourself as you are. Someone who's doing their best, who has every right to relax in this knowledge. Relaxation is the first stage of happiness. I've never read that anywhere before. Relaxation is the first stage of happiness. So instead of worrying and wallowing, woe is me, nobody's coming to your rescue, forget about it. You know that already. Relax into the work. And once you start, it starts flowing. And that's in so, I'm going to say everything you do. Everything you do. Because one thing I notice for me personally is if I don't feel like doing something, instead of wishing and hoping and dreaming somebody was going to come help me and come to my rescue, I just start doing. And I whittle away minute by minute, drop by drop, bird by bird. I'll talk about bird by bird in another episode. But just pick one thing and start whittling away at it, carving out that time, moving forward. Little increments of time make all the difference. And once you get into the flow, you will feel more relaxed. It's, it's almost impossible not to. But why are you pushing yourself? Why are you trying to push yourself to relax? Push yourself to work? Push yourself to sleep? And he talks about in this book that sleep is our moment of supreme relaxation, the time when we should forget all our problems, forgive all of whom we think have wronged us, and accept our limitations. Yes, sleep should bring us relief and it should refresh us, give us strength for the demanding day ahead of us. But to many of us, it's something else to worry about. And sleep has become a huge topic 
in North America, especially, especially in North America. But here's where we're getting to the practice exercise in hints to help you relax. You sit with yourself, whether you are waking up on a break, sleeping on vacation. Here's what he says. Simply sit in the playhouse of your mind and envision a physical landscaping which is relaxing to you. Now, maybe you find a beach scene is most relaxing because you don't get to go to the beach all the time or see the ocean. Maybe you think listening to, you know, The Four Seasons by Vivaldi is relaxing to you. Maybe just sitting and snuggling with your cat with a cup of coffee and a good book or your journal is relaxing to you. Whatever that is for you, everybody has a peaceful place. He calls it the playground. I call it the garden of your mind. And that's where things really cultivate. So first of all, envision yourself in some peaceful area. Now, next, accept your limitations. Understand that you are just one person and you can only do so much. Tell yourself that you should stop driving yourself like a slave, that you should slow down. If you find yourself rushing around in a frantic pace, tell yourself to stop. Tell yourself you're human. Ask yourself what you're accomplishing. That sometimes you also have to tell other people. When's dinner going to be ready? Well, honey, I'm one person. If you have time to help me, dinner will be ready faster. I'm just giving you for instance. If you talk out loud and be honest with people because they're becoming impatient with you because they think you should move faster, you should respond faster. Didn't you get my text? You're one person doing one thing at a time because you do it well. And you go with the flow as you relax into it. And it'll just start moving forward for you. Next, learn the healing power of forgiveness. We talked a little bit about that before. You have to move forward. Let go of your anger. It is important to see in your mind's eye, to visualize instead, and I'm slowing down here on purpose, instead of visualizing someone who pushes your buttons, who drives you crazy, who's absorbing more time than they deserve in your mind, think about someone who relaxes you, who makes you happy, who's calm, who's inviting, create that person. Think about that person instead. Because it's all too easy, and there's, there's a whole neuroscience behind this, about those triggers. The negatives have such a bigger impact on our brains and our mental health. And that's a problem. So practice on the positive on the moving forward, 
And because this chapter is all about your self-image and relaxation, that's where you have to go calm. That's where you go like, they're driving me crazy. No, nobody has that power over you. You control you. If you need to change your mind, think about someone who actually gives you peace of mind and actually supports you in your endeavors. Next, if you're watching this person, happiness, memories, traditions, this is the way you want to see yourself, not just in your glass mirror, but deeper in the mirror of your mind. When you see yourself this way, you will trigger off the success mechanism in yourself and you'll be on your way. He says, this thing is one clear. wants to make one thing clear. You can't see yourself as exactly like this happy person whom you want to emulate. You are different people. It is the quality of happiness, the face of happiness, the identity with happiness. This is what I want you to capture. So because I'm just giving you a, a, a small portion of this chapter, I'm not reading it verbatim. What that means is when you start feeling triggered, it would be a sibling that just drives you crazy. Instead, think of the sibling that is loving and cherishing. And you can do this with friends, family, co-workers. Switch that out. And that brings you joy and happiness. And then it triggers you internally. So as you switch out from the person who's pushing your buttons to the person that actually loves and cherishes you, you will start feeling that happiness. You will relax into it. And he says, if you keep working on these exercising, understanding more and more the fantastic power that resides in your image of yourself, you will change your self-image. Your picture of yourself will be happier and you will be in the process of becoming a happy person. You will be calm knowing that you will not hurt yourself. It's a great gift, the ability to relax. If you can relax in this turbulent world of ours, you are a fortunate person and you can be fortunate. So you keep practicing this and the different stages of this. And on the stage of your mind, you will find that you can attain a peace of mind, which you never dreamed was possible. That's why this exercise is so exciting. I never really thought of doing this before. People make you angry. People make you frustrated. People make you disappointed. You're making yourself a little nunu in the brain. You're going to drive yourself crazy unless you start practicing to relax into it. Understand you don't control them, but they don't control you either. But start with your amazing imagination. Visualize yourself into happiness. Where's your happy place? Where do you like your little creative space? What's your nest? And I've talked about having a, your own little nest before. And that could be a chair and a fold-up table in a little corner of your 500-square-foot apartment. But that's your nest. And that's where you personalize your space. 
or it could be like we talked about. Your relaxation moment is when you can just finally lay down and go to sleep and have peace and quiet for eight hours. Or maybe your greatest, happy, most relaxing, creative experience was when you went to the beach, when you went for a walk in nature and had a little forest shower in nature, when you just paused and started breathing and relaxing. As you practice these, and you can do it on your own, you don't need any help, and it doesn't cost you any money, you will live a more inspired life. Well, if you like the show, share it with somebody you know, and hey, hit that subscribe button. This is juicy stuff, and you don't want to miss next chapter. I'll see you soon.